The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Daily DDT, the sportster, the richest, ringside news, and sports kita. I am your host, Lee, and today's episode is all about Jackson Riker. Ladies and gentlemen, as of September 14th, Jackson Riker, whose real name is Chad Lale, is officially a police officer for the Ardell County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Now Lyle took to his private Instagram account, writing, What an honor yesterday, September 14th, 2023. I was sworn in at the Ardell County Sheriff's Office. New chapter, new career. May I always wear this badge and uniform with pride. Not to be confused with the Rainbow Pride group of the LGBTQ community. But I'm going to break down why I think him becoming a police officer is not a good thing. And I'm going to go back to 2020. May 25th, 2020, George Floyd passes away. He was a 46-year-old black man who died shortly after Derek Chauvin, a white police officer, had arrested him and kneeled on the back of Floyd's neck and back for over nine minutes. And even when EMTs arrived, he was still kneeling on him. And George Floyd's famous last words were, I can't breathe. It became a huge part of the Black Lives Movement matter. Following George Floyd's death, there was a lot of protesting that had gone on. Riots in the streets, if you will. And this caused President Donald Trump to address the nation following these protests stating that he was ready to deploy the military to enforce order inside the United States. Following Trump's speech to which he addressed the nation, Riker tweeted his support for Trump saying, Thank you for the President of the United States we have. God bless America. Built of freedom. Forgotten no more. Now, the forgotten no more was the forgotten son's tagline. This would leave Riker or Lyle to be called out by many in professional wrestling. But first, I'll start with his tag team partner, one of the three in the forgotten sons. Steve Cutler, who is now known as Steve Macklin in Impact Wrestling, wrote, Although I am part of a tag team 
while I wrestle. I am my own person with my own thoughts and beliefs. It pains me to see what's going on in the world. I fought for the freedom of our country and all of the people who live here. It shouldn't matter your race or however you identify. We are all human beings and all deserve to be equal. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. Mustafa Ali had tweeted, I'm thankful you posted this because I'm now aware of what you stand for. When black brothers and sisters are crying, you praise someone that refuses to acknowledge their hurt. Ricochet wrote, I get you're a bad guy on TV, and I'm hoping that's all this is. Even then, that ain't it. But if this is actually your true thoughts, I'll be really sad, man. Dave Batista wrote, I'll pass. I don't let ignorant motherfuckers get in my pocket. Bad boy Joey Janela, who was currently in AEW at the time this had all gone down, wrote, Someone is going to take a nice shit in your gear bag. Sami Zayn tweeted, literally built on oppression. And Kevin Owens wrote, The freedom you speak of entitles you to speak your mind all you want. I'm not here to argue that. I just really need to tell you that I think you pushing your shitty wrestling catchphrase as all this is happening is absolutely fucking pathetic. Good night. So, he pissed off fans, he pissed off his peers, and it would affect his work. While speaking to the Two Man Power Trip podcast, Riker addressed the tweet and the backlash. No, there was never anything that came from Vince, he said. The funny thing is, I tweeted that, and two weeks later, Linda McMahon basically tweets the same exact thing. I always laugh about that. I went back, I tweeted it in June 2020, and six or seven months before, I tweeted something about Donald Trump and got no backlash. I don't know why. At the time, that happened when it happened. What really caught fire is when the employees of the company kind of latched onto this. I don't know why. I never really spoken to any of those guys or had any issues. Just come to me and talk if you have a problem. Don't tweet it out just so your followers can go, Oh man, that's so cool. We love you. That's basically what it came down to. It was nuts. In a matter of four or five hours, my address was online, death threats to my family. I could understand if I got there and tweeted something racial or derogatory. It was supporting a guy I thought was doing a good job. I served four years in the Marine Corps. So, like anybody else, if you have an opinion, it's your opinion. We can talk about it. We might disagree, but at least it will build to you go your way, I'll go my way. Once my family got attacked, it was like, this has got to get kiboshed. 
And he would continue to go on saying, the only thing I got from the office was lay low. They took us off TV. I don't understand why, but they did. There was never a moment when the company said, we need you to issue an apology because respectfully, I would have said, no, I don't feel like I needed to. I learned at that time, just not even going to comment on it. Just not say anything because that's what they want you to do. It just got blown out of the water. That's my views. Once again, if I would have said something derogatory, racial, whatever, I can completely understand. It was just put to kibosh on everything. We were off TV from June until December. It was wild. It basically ended The Forgotten Sons. While he's right, it did end The Forgotten Sons. But if he thought that tweet was as bad as it was while he was with the company, I wonder what he was thinking when, in 2022, already released from WWE, when he tweeted this, Rise up. Rise up against abortion, against homosexuality, against gender agenda, against that which goes against the word. Share love in doing so. We all have faced times in sin where a brother or sister showed us Jesus and his love. Church, we must love and speak truth. Now, he also took a lot of criticism for this tweet, too, including from people like Taya Valkyrie, who said, Fuck off, dude. Lance Storm, who uh, agreed with her and wrote, Nailed it. And Dan Barry, who we've seen on WWE and AEW, who wrote, Rise up. Rise up against Gunner. Against his ridiculous ideologies. Against his misguided agenda. That which goes against common decency. Share love in doing the opposite of what he asked. We have all faced stupidity on this bird app. We must quote tweet and speak truth. It would be this tweet that Jackson, Riker, Chad Lyle, again, faced criticism and had to deal with more being called a racist and bigotry. And he would talk about it on Wrestling for the Faith podcast when referring to being called a racist and a bigot, especially after his pro-Donald Trump tweet. First of all, I have a mixed half-sister. As a boy from the age of five to seven or eight, I lived in basically an all-black neighborhood. Some of my best friends in high school, blacks. I have never once been the guy who on social media threw out an n-bomb or even say that word you know what i mean there was a certain talent who could go out on live tv and have the blm logo on their trunks or a certain talent could go tweet about pro-abortion views and all this stuff so this is really where my stint with wwe it's like the spirit started to work within me and go, maybe this isn't for you. This company isn't for you. So we are going to bide our time here. That's when I really started praying. Lord, when it's time to the door to close, 
let this thing shut. And when it did in November, I was at peace about it. Now he's referring to November as in his release from WWE, as he would continue to wrestle on the independent scene until recently as of August 28th, 2023, when he had his retirement match. So this last six months, him not wrestling much or at all makes sense because he was in a police academy and we just didn't know. Now, when all those superstars had called Chad Lyle, a.k.a. Jackson Riker, out for his 2020 tweets while talking to the two-man power trip, he said that while he was called out publicly, one person did address it behind the scenes, and these were his comments. Nobody had to comment. They could have pulled me aside in the locker room and said, I don't really agree with what you said. And I would have said, why do you not agree? And we would have had a conversation. I won't name a name, but there was one gentleman, good buddies in the locker room, that worked with WWE at the time. He texted me and said, I don't agree with your tweet. And we had a conversation. At the end, we agreed to disagree and left it at that. He didn't attack me online. He didn't tweet me. It got blown way out of proportion. I'm not into politics by any means. It's not my cup of tea. There are other wrestlers on the roster that voice their opinion on certain tom on topics they agree with. We could name a slew of them. I never attack them over their beliefs or rights. That's their right as an American citizen to voice their opinion on what they accept or do not accept. It just happened to be my time to be attacked, I guess. Uh, to which I'm going to say I'm guessing he's going with those who oppose his views uh, because they seem to be the most or more outspoken when things like this happen. While still discussing the tweet, Riker said he was happy that he didn't apologize for it. And this is what he had to say. I'm very happy to say that I did not apologize, and I haven't. I don't feel like I need an apology. It's a very sensitive time in our nation. There are people battling over politics, and it just sucks. I was in the Marine Corps for four years with different colored people, different ethnic backgrounds. We were brothers. We might not have agreed on you vote for this guy, I vote for this guy. We hardly ever talked about voting. All I know is that we were a brotherhood, no matter skin color, and that's what it was about. Being humans and talking things out, sometimes behind closed doors and throwing fists. That's what we did, and at the end, shake hands. I got your back no matter what. That's not the way the world is now, he said. And while I don't disagree with him that the whole I have your back, you have mine isn't a thing anymore, I'm sure you're wondering what happened to the Forgotten Sons. Well, Macklin a.k.a. Steve Cutler, who we now know as Steve Macklin and Impact Wrestling, was released by WWE February 2021. Shortly after, Blake was released by the company in April 2021, 
and Riker was eventually released in November of 2021. Now, he was paired with Elias, and then had a feud with Elias, was going to go on his own before the company uh, released him. So based off how this man has tweeted with abortions, the homophobia, referring to Black Lives Matter group as a terrorist group, I can honestly say that if I was a black man or if I was holding my partner's hand, me being a male and my partner being a male, I don't exactly know if this is the right man to protect and to serve. As it's clear that he has some uh, biasness towards the color white. And if you can find a way to defend this man, good for you. Because honestly, I can't. I do not think this man should be a police officer. Based on just what I've told you in these last 17 minutes from his tweets alone. Now one thing that gets brought up is, can you differentiate between character and real life person? Here can we differentiate between him as Gunner in TNA slash Impact Wrestling, and can we do the same thing with him as Jackson Riker in WWE? And this is a question that always gets uh, conflicting answers to. While some will say yes, some will say no, I'm someone who says I cannot differentiate between the character, and the person. And the reason is, when I find out what the person is like, I personally feel it tarnishes the character. Now a big argument for that, that people love to go to, is Chris Benoit. Can you separate him from the ring, from the person, to what he did? I can't. He's still part of the record books, and and he'll always be part of history, no matter how much you try and erase somebody. You know that's like asking, can you can you differentiate between WCW's Hard Body Harris and the person that he is, considering that he was basically human trafficking, and he's serving life in prison. No, I can't differentiate between the character and the person. A piece of shit's a piece of shit. You know, and another person who's, like, feeling the effects has been Rick Steiner. When at WrestleCon, he saw Giselle Shaw, who is a transgender male-to-female professional wrestler for Impact Wrestling. And he made some rather vile comments did not publicly apologize. Giselle Shaw basically refused an apology anyway. And then he was going to be booked on, I believe, another WrestleCon that was going to be in Chicago. And fans uh, basically protested him being there, and he was taken off of the autograph appearance. 
So this is a time where sensitive things and cancel culture can get you in trouble. I believe Jackson Riker was a victim of that with cancel culture, but I believe it was a good thing. However, I don't think it's a good thing that he becomes a police officer. I feel like in a few years we'll be hearing about Chad Lyle again in a negative limelight. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. You can go back and listen to other episodes of Perched on the Top Rope on Apple Podcast, including episode 154, with a special interview with former co-host, you might know her as Bailey's biggest fan, Izzy Moreno. That's right, Izzy Moreno came by and stopped back with Perched on the Top Rope, and she brought back hashtag It's Izzy's Corner. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check that out. You can also go to YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope or YouTube.com slash Perched on the Top Rope and watch the interview, watch other interviews, watch Greg the Hammer Valentine, Chop Me in the Chest, and other interviews like Ultimo Dragon, Brett Azar from Young Rock, Kevin Nash, Buddy Murphy, or Buddy Matthews as we know him as, Kurt Angle, Vince Russo, Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilberg, and more. It's youtube.com slash on the top rope. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash on the top rope for Perched Gaming, where, ladies and gentlemen, I played AEW Fight Forever, Stadium Stampede, WWE 2K23, and other games. But right now I am on a Stadium Stampede kick, so go check that out. You can also find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we have Selena scenes recreating the greatest moments in professional wrestling history using Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On because that music makes everything better, including Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 because you're not going to convince me otherwise that's not a great moment. And if you're not into that, well, then you can go to... TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope and watch the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan get humped by a dog. That's right, Kevin Sullivan get humped by a dog. You can follow us on Twitter at Perched Top Rope. We are on Instagram and threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out.